0: Welcome to Talkin' Baseball, happy Monday. We got Oscar Mercado on the pot. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Welcome back. It's Talking Baseball. My name's Jimmy. I got Jake with me. We got Minnesota legend, the pride of Minnesota, Trevor Plouffe, producer of BBD, in the corner. And we just wrapped up a conversation with Oscar Mercado, broke out last season, got himself cemented into the tool hole with the Indians when they were, they were chasing for a while. You remember? like They were like, ooh, they could do it. They could get that wild card. And they brought Puig over, and there was a Mercado in the two-hole. It was just like a solid lineup, and he was doing his thing. So we just wrapped up a conversation with him. What would you guys think, Jake?
1: I liked him. I think, um, you know, it, he was a little reserved, but he started rolling, and he, he was having a good time. Uh, the ploof highlights, I won't talk about that. But, yeah, man, this, this is a dude that, Jim, I know we get caught up in looking at different rookie of the year classes sometimes, A- he was one of eight guys in the AL that got Rookie of the Year votes. And, like, listen to these names. I mean, Jordan Alvarez, uh, John Means, Brandon Lowe, Eloy Jimenez, Kevin Biggio, Arias, Vladdy Jr., and Oscar Mercado. I mean, like, there's guys in that class who are going to be dudes. And I think uh, I I was trying not to get creepy about it, but, Jim, you know I, I i love I love a good outfielder, and this dude is just an athlete. He's a problem. And uh man, I uh, it it was a good, I had a good time. How about that, Trev?
2: I had a great time also. And I mentioned on the pod, you're going to hear me say this again, but we've been talking to some young guys lately, and they've all just been super level-headed, well-spoken, yeah. like understand the game. And I think it's really, really cool to see that from these young guys because they are the future of the game. And if you're going to ask me. Is the game going to be all right? It's going to be all right. After talking to these guys, I have that
0: feeling. Just got him in front of microphones, you know. Get their personalities out there. That's what was missed 10 years ago. So yes. that's why it's good that he can jump on and talk with us about all this. You know, a rough debut, but I'm glad I'm Glad <laughs> he funny. can laugh about it. That's funny. It's funny. The, the hit-by-pitch, you know. Well, let's throw it right to the interview. But first, we have to let you know that this Conversation with Oscar Mercado and Trevor Plouffe's love for these young baseball players is brought to you by BlueChew.com. What's BlueChew, you ask? It's a pill that makes your penis hard. BlueChew.com offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom. At BlueChew.com, you can get the first chewables with active ingredients. Two words I can't pronounce. Slid and fill and tattle Oh, yeah. Um, the same ingredients yeah, as Viag- Viagra and Cialis, but it is uh, a chewable. It's uh, got affiliated physicians work with you to find the right dosage and the active ingredient that works for you. They work faster. The Chewables from Blue Chew can be taken at a full or empty stomach, which is huge for all those people that like fucking on a full stomach. Online physician consultant is free, so it is cheaper than those other two. It only takes a few minutes to contact connect with bluechew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. So no in-person doctor visit. You just sign up. They send it to your door. You have sex. Um <laughs> Can I ask a question? That works. Yeah, yeah. Is this only for people that can't get it up, or can you use this as a performance enhancer? You can use it as a PED. I, yeah. Or so I've heard. So Jake's heard. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order for free when you use promo code BASEBALL. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's right. First order for free. B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code BASEBALL. Go out there, get after it. Here is Oscar I'm getting one Mercado. Now. Yeah, we get free samples if you guys are interested. Here's I Oscar do. I'm, Mercado. I've never been more proud I of do. our podcast. Than we, just
1: we are joined by Cleveland Indian outfielder and former Memphis Redbird, where he faced off with Trevor Plouffe in Tripoli. <laughs> We're gonna deep dive into that. But Oscar Mercado, Oscar, how you doing, man?
3: Hey, how's it going, guys? I'm good. How are you?
1: We're good, man. We're uh, we're we're doing the corona thing just like everyone else, and now uh, yeah. <laughs> news is getting crazier than that, man. But uh, you're uh, you're chilling in Tampa. Has that kind of been home base for a little while now?
3: Yeah, I spend my off seasons here. My family's here. My brothers here. My sister. My parents. So just spend our time here. I think it's um, <clears throat> it's my first time being here in the summer, yeah. in, my, in since I got drafted. <laughs> so I, did, I forgot how hot it is. <laughs> it's like horrible so I, I like blast the air inside my place that's why i have this on
2: it's fun. A, a lot a lot of guys are telling me the same thing it's like you know when i finally hung him up i hadn't been in the cal in california for a summer in like 14 years or something like that and things are different man so it's funny that a lot of guys are having that experience right now right in the smack middle of their careers you know yeah uh, but T- tampa there's a lot worse places to be than tampa
3: no for sure if you would have told me uh Back when I first arrived in spring training, that I'd be going to the beach on Memorial Day in Tampa. <laughs> I probably would have said you're lying to me, but yeah. what it, happened? It is. Yeah,
0: Tampa is crazy with the air conditioners, man. You got to bring like a light jacket just to go into Starbucks. Yeah, a like hundred <laughs> degrees outside and sixty degrees inside the buildings. I know so it's confusing.
3: If I walk outside right now, um, I would probably sweat within thirty mm-hmm. seconds, <laughs> and then if I walk, I walk inside and I'm like freezing. <laughs>
0: We did that whenever we go down for a Yankee spring training. It's nuts. And how how did you get back to Tampa? What was your, your transition from spring being – like how long did you hang out in – you were in Arizona, right? You played in Trevor's wiffle ball yeah. game. Yeah. And then how – when did it kick? Like, okay, I think I'm going to head back east.
3: So that weekend, um, me and my roommate had decided that – we he's from Tampa too. Um, we had decided that we were going to stick around for about a week just kind of let things play out and then monday came or no month was i think it was either sunday sunday we met as a team and i was like that's kind of when i saw kind of the seriousness of things like okay we're not going to be playing anytime soon so then me and my buddy literally as soon as the meeting ended we both bought our fly back for the next day back to tampa it's,
2: it's good crazy. to get out of there man yeah yeah it's crazy uh, well, mean?
0: let's just jump right into this. Did you enjoy the MJ doc? You're, you're I know you're a, a big LeBron guy. Did you watch it with, like, LeBron eyes on? Um,
1: you're, team, you're Team MJ now, right? That's what all the LeBron people are
0: doing.
3: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm <laughs> never, never that. Nope. So, actually, I'll be honest with you guys. I watched the first episode, and then I went on Twitter, and somehow people like to use the MJ doc. It's like, we're going to take hits at LeBron, So then I started to boycott the documentary, and I stopped
0: watching
2: (laughs) it. So you're a LeBron guy through and through then.
3: Yeah, 100%. I was was wondering
1: why producer BBD was flexing like that. Okay, I get it now. I
3: noticed the the 2-3 on the pullover, and I was like, all right, I like that. Oh,
2: man. (laughs) Pandering over there. Yeah, we need more
1: of that. We need more of that. No, it's it's so funny that uh, – because I'm – just a big general sports guy, obviously love baseball. I assume you're the same way. Uh, But, uh, yeah, man, it's so funny when those two sides just go at it because you're not changing anyone's mind. LeBron's great at what he does. MJ's great at what he does. And, like, if you're stuck in there, like, no one's been like, oh, that's a good boy, and I'm Team LeBron now. Let
3: me jump on.
0: Well, maybe. (laughs) I can be persuaded. What's your, uh, you know, (laughs) two-sentence pitch on uh, Team LeBron?
3: Well, this is my – are we talking about the whole GOAT argument? Where, sure. Whatever you want. Well, right, it's, so. it's
0: second because Kobe's
2: number one, and then those oh, two boy. guys can battle for number two. <laughs> Such, so
1: L.A.
3: I can expect that from uh, Jack Flynn, boy. boy. So. <laughs> That's <does>. right. <laughs> Jack um, does
2: influence me.
3: But no, he, uh, I just, I think when it comes to that argument, you have to put players in different categories because, so I think Kobe and MJ are more comparable in their style of play. So you can debate who's better between the two. Like, that's a more valid argument. But I just think LeBron is such a different player than both of them. So, like, they all can't be put in the same categories. And I hate when people do that because it really doesn't make much sense to me. It's like almost comparing a shortstop to a center fielder. Like, it really doesn't make any sense. But I know what people want to say, like, who's the best player of all time. Well, accomplishment-wise, it wouldn't be MJ either. Like, it would probably be Kareem um, if we're talking from a – just a accomplishment and like, like just where they rank in in certain aspects of the game. But I think MJ has that like mythical like, like I don't know thing to him where everyone's like, oh MJ, there's the shoes and the obviously shoes. like everything, everything the movie like everything about MJ just screams like basketball. Like yeah. you go and I think that's more where that stems from. Obviously probably the best scorer of all time and and everything but I mean you get guys that average I mean Harden's doing that in today's game and no one ever he gets criticized for it (laughs) so it's like it like blows my mind so he's he's averaging 37 a game and people are like oh but you know his style of basketball so I mean yeah I'm not a fan of his style of play but he's doing it so I don't understand why he's getting criticized for it and some people get elevated for it I don't know To me, it's such a back and forth argument
1: it's
2: but, a very level headed take.
1: Yeah, that's that's it's your way problem. too
2: level headed
0: for this pod. Right
1: that's now. your problem with Twitter, man. I mean, Twitter, you're not getting any of that logical. You're too logical for Twitter. Um, well, and on yeah. Twitter,
0: everyone just sends him Skip Bayless's tweets. You're Skip like, Bayless. if Skip tweets about <laughs> yep. basketball, they'll just send him your way. Um, Are you do you man. want do you want us to put an end to that? Like, hey, stop forwarding me Skip's tweets, or <laughs> yeah, do, do you enjoy love, it?
3: Because people know that Skip gets on my nerve, but people want to just you know, they <laughs> it's on, on everyone's nerves yeah you well, know what let's... makes me mad is when i go on like online and i type in like how much skips skip makes a year <laughs> and i'm like i'm like yo you know if you put me in his job i could 100 percent do better takes but i guess they pay him to just piss people off
2: here we are talking about him yeah exactly
3: right. that's, that's... money.
2: With... that's it man
1: yeah, let's let's get off Skip Bay. We don't need to do MJ Lebron. We don't need that because we we have a baseball fan base. And I, you gave us the segue because we're kind of notoriously bad at him. But let's let's jump back a little bit because I mean you're a second round pick and you come up as a shortstop and you mentioned shortstop to outfield. And uh, I I want to know what was your personal experience with that because, um, you know, what w- were things in discussions? Did someone come up to you one day? Because I mean shortstop is like that prideful MLB position that a lot of yeah. guys are like, you know, I'm, I'm not giving that up. Yeah, Trevor Plouffe, huh? he, he can talk about that very well as he scooted over to third. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what, what was that like for you? Um. So actually, whether, you know, you guys believe it or not, I got drafted as like a defensive first shortstop. My numbers in the minor leagues tell a completely different story. <laughs> but I – Got drafted as a shortstop and when I first got drafted it, like I tried my throwing always had some issues. I could always feel the ball of my throwing through some issues there. And then um, I remember working with our field coordinator with the Cardinals when I was uh, like 18, 19. And he would always just be like, hey, man, you don't have to stress like every time you're gonna throw the ball. Like every time you're gonna throw the ball, just remember you can always move the center field and he would always like say it. And I thought obviously he would joke. He's like, obviously we're not going to do that um, now, but like, just know, it's not the end of the world if you can't figure this out. So whenever you go through a ball, just think about it that way. So you take away less pressure. It still didn't work, but um, um, yeah, it was just a certain, of certain conversation that was had a couple times, three times, you know, they mentioned it. I always knew, it was in the back of their heads. I just never knew when they were going to actually go through with it. And then I got called in one July and the Florida State League. They just straight up were like, yo, you got to move to center field.
2: <laughs> That's such an interesting coaching tactic, just telling yeah. you, hey, you're having trouble throwing the ball across the diamond. And here's what we're going to do. We're just going to keep telling you, don't worry, you're going to move to center field one day anyway if it doesn't work out that's yeah. the strangest wanted, thing i've ever heard in my life well, i think
0: it was like your career doesn't depend on this
3: yeah like this isn't the end of the world for you yeah like there is other options so he almost thought that i was putting like too much pressure on myself to make it work there so he wanted to take the pressure off by letting me know it was interesting but i don't know to, to me he's been one of like the best coaches i've had okay football.
0: So you moved to center field. Are you bored to shit? Are you like, man, there's no conversation. <laughs> <Nope. clears throat> there's nothing going on out here.
3: Well, I uh, they said we're gonna give you like five days to take some fly balls during BP. You know, kind of get a, adjusted. We had a a top prospect that was playing shortstop in the Midwest League, and he was doing well. So I think they wanted. I think that part of that um, part of them moving me was they wanted to make room for him to to call him up halfway through the season, and. When I remember one time someone got hurt in pregame. So they go, Hey Oscar, we need you to play center field today. Or like, are you ready? And I said, Yeah, I'll go out there. And um my first game, like I caught a couple of fly balls, I dove for a ball that was probably 20 feet in front of me and I had no chance (laughs) of diving for it. But I was just overly excited. But um I don't know, it was fun. I actually had a blast out there throwing people out. I didn't have to worry about hitting you no know, first baseman in the chest. I could just throw the ball as hard as I could. It could bounce. It could do whatever it wanted to do.
0: Yeah I mean you had some a lot of you know in the in last year you had a lot of diving catches to your name and you got six outfield assists. I mean, is that like the biggest flex? Like the White Sox, I think you pegged two in two games. Yeah. You're like fuck those guys why are you running <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I
3: was uh I think it came towards the end of the year, too, because I was like, man, I really haven't been throwing that many people out. And then I think they all just started coming in the bunch. They all came in, like, one series. It was against the White I saw, Sox.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw, well, one of them, I forget who it was, but it was a guy who shouldn't be running on, on anyone. Like, he shouldn't be running yeah. home on Johnny Damon. You had him <laughs> Yeah, you had him by, like, 20 feet. And then the I next was, one was close. I didn't, but, yeah, to,
3: it, I didn't know if to feel good about it or feel bad at the <laughs> fact that they tested me. Yeah, you I not- think
0: you got a – reach out to that third base coach and be like (laughs) dude what the hell
2: are you out there every play if there's a runner in scoring position or whatever a guy hits you the ball are you one of the outfielders that's like please run on me let's go like i want to be tested or you like let's get the ball in as quick as possible whatever whatever
3: um i'm i'm more so i'm thinking i'm usually thinking about okay who's who's on the base path but the biggest thing with me is um Kind of, I like to play a little shallow sometimes when there's men in score position, just for the sole fact that I know I can get to a ball back. And if I have to go back a lot, then I'm probably not going to throw that guy out, anyways. But um, if I get sure enough that ground and give myself a chance, then I'm probably um, <clears throat> going to have a really good chance to make it happen. But um, yeah, sometimes I'm like, it depends. I feel like it, it's just like any other position. It depends on like how confident you're feeling at the time, how your arm feels. Yeah. There's those days where you're like, oh god, like please don't run, please don't run. And there's <laughs> other days where you're like, I dare you to run.
0: Holy so man.
3: I think it just depends on how you're feeling.
0: Yeah. Start. Do you ever, I mean, um, I'll retract pre comes over. That's a guy with the cannon of an arm who also, I don't know if you ever seen like the highlights where he just completely tries to deke guys into running as often as he possibly can. Yeah. Do you, uh, did he ever, uh, did he, he ever show off the arm when he came over? You see any him do any crazy shit?
3: um i never saw i mean i saw him he would always do crazy stuff for sure i i actually saw there was a video today and um when i woke up i was like scrolling through it there was a highlight and i caught a fly ball and i just went to go throw it in and he smacked my arm and the ball went like backwards and i was like what are you doing he's like i don't know he just like does it you just, you just can't help but to laugh but yeah he just does i mean but he's incredible like his talent some of the stuff he would do he would like throw balls flat footed and throw people out i'm like how is yeah. he doing that
2: he's a physical specimen dude yeah
3: i ran into him on a ball in the gap
2: <laughs> not a good idea
3: how no that go? and i guess he was like he stayed on the ground for a little bit and i got up right away and they were making fun of him in the dugout because he's got like 70 pounds on me and i woke up the next day and i could barely move
0: <laughs> oh, that's a lot a lot of guys try to give Puig a, a bad rap you know but who, who else did we have that that was teammates with him was it an Indian player uh that Kipness? said like he was was a Kipnis or uh, his, he was great like yeah, he was awesome he was, he was a blast yeah and, he like loves. he wants to win yeah he
3: loved oh he loves to win and like you could tell he's, he's always in the dugout chirping like no matter who's up <laughs> um he's just one of those guys that's fun to have in the dugout obviously he he like treats the game differently, but that's just kind of where he came from. Like they play the game; that's probably how they play the game over there. And but I, I personally playing with him, I enjoy playing with him a lot, and I like the fact that he he, he competed his ass all. Yeah, yeah. You I, guys,
1: uh, put- I, I I want to talk about a, a couple other guys that tie into your situation because you come up and and you start raking, and I'm. Uh, being professional, I'm actually wearing a Yankees jersey right now. I wore it as a joke because they're doing that uh, Jeter marathon on MLB Network, and now I think I'm going to be in it all weekend. Uh, <laughs> but that was the first kind of taste we, we saw of you in that series. You're batting two hole, and you were rolling, dude. I mean, and you you rolled against the Yankees that whole series. But um, I, I want to talk about a little about that. You know, you come up and you're doing it, but you're also, man, you're following Lindor in the lineup. Um, you know, Carlos Santana is behind you. Uh, I know Jose Ramirez was in a little slump early in the series, but he figures it out. But, like, what's, A, coming up and you're in that two slot, and then, B, surrounded by those guys? Like, what what's that like? Because I don't know.
3: Um, I, think, I think it helped me so much because you get to learn, like, you know, first row what those guys are about. Um, they're so – like they're so oriented in what they do and like in the routine and kind of the stuff that they uh, have been doing their entire career. And these, I mean, those, especially those three guys, like they've had so much success. So it's definitely three guys you always want to follow around. Um, also, it helped that most pitchers want to see me and not them. So they're <laughs> going to come after me. And um, I think that made my job a little easier. And so I gained some confidence and um, and I think that was the most important thing um, they helped me out a lot. Um, anything I asked, you know, they, they were always willing to help me out and answer. And um, it's, it's crazy how much you can even just learn just by watching them. Um, they don't really stick. St- they don't really like lead their approach. They uh, stick to what they do. And, um, you know, I had a blast. I had a blast just, uh, just being around them.
2: Yeah, watching Jose Ramirez and and Lindor go to work every day, that's got to be a ton of fun. I mean, I got to play against both those guys and Lindor's he was one of those guys that just like came up and they just like put him in the 3 hole and he's and they just knew he was going to be a guy. Yeah. Like to be around someone like that is very rare and uh, you know, I know what? He's got one more year there. This well, this um, is his last year there, right?
3: No, next year would be his last year. Next year's is
2: okay. Well, learn okay. as much as you can from that guy while he's still yeah. there because he is a stud.
3: Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's so he's so good. I mean, Jose is so good, like really good too. Yeah, um, they're like I don't know both switch hitters, both very similar in what they do. Yeah, I
0: love I loved watching both of them. Yeah. When you first get called up, how was what's your call up story? Did you did you expect it? You had been raking in uh, the minor leagues for like the whole month leading up to it. So were you itching and like, guys, I'm right here. Did um, you expect it?
3: Yeah, I had after my spring, I knew that I had to go. I was like, okay, got off to a pretty good start. Like all I wanted to do was make a good name for myself in the new organization, and then um, I knew I'd gained the confidence, uh, at least from a skill standpoint. And then I go to to Columbus and I just, you know, I had to keep it going, you know, just doing things the right way, trying not to make anyone mad. And, um, I just kind of went about it how I usually always would. Um, there was a, I would be lying if I didn't say there was a couple times where I got a little bit frustrated because I was it's like, okay, well, I want a chance. Like obviously you're itching. You want, you want to be, you want to get to the big leagues. And, um, me, having never, I had not, I had never been there. So, um, I was just kind of waiting and waiting. And then it actually came when I least expected it. Um, My mom had just left from, it was Mother's Day weekend. She had just left. She came to visit. And then we had an off day and I was with um, Ryan Flaherty and Trace Thompson. We went golfing and it was so cold and rainy and I was already, I had like never golfed really and I was terrible. And I'm, now I'm playing, now I'm terrible. I'm getting mad at golf. I'm freezing. <laughs> and we're about to tee off and I'm like sitting in my car and, um, I get a call and then I saw it was from, I saw it was a call from, um, from Wise, but I was like, what's, um, for some reason, I didn't have a manager in AAA's number I I don't know why, but, um, I remember I go, Flirty. what's uh, Manzo's number? What's his area code? And then he goes, I think it's, and I was like, oh, I think he's calling me. And then he called me, he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm golfing. And he's like, I need you to go back, Like you're getting called up. And I was like, oh. And he was like, I wish I could do it a little bit differently, but we need to we need to get you going because you have to get there by game time. I wasn't able to get there by game time, like just the flight and everything, getting from the airport didn't allow it. So I just went straight to the airport, but it was awesome. Um, I got to call my parents and stuff. So I kind of waited a little bit because I didn't know if like they were messing around with me or not. <laughs> I didn't want them to hit me with the bluff. So,
2: <laughs> did you take any more golf swings after they to- after you got that call, or did you just head straight out?
3: No, I told them I was like, "Y'all finish a round of golf since you guys are good at golf, and I'll uh, I'll drive this golf cart back to the <laughs> to the clubhouse." And I we were we were actually kind of in the middle of nowhere in Columbus, so I had it took me kind of like thirty minutes to get an Uber. As oh, if like sitting outside waiting, yeah
0: <laughs> how about a, how about the- fir- yeah. the first game you're in Chicago, right I mean, how was uh i think you were you were in the back in the lineup because you went to the two hole pretty quick, but that first game, a lot of jitters uh was it like oh. surreal
3: yeah, I didn't have anything um. All my stuff was on, on a truck heading to Pawtucket, I believe.
2: Oh, no. Like, they oh. weren't able to
3: locate it. So I didn't have anything. I that's did. the
2: worst, man.
3: Yeah, I had. I used uh, Roberto Perez's cleats. Like, I used maybe <laughs> – oh, I had, like, a glove from, like, two years ago in my locker in Columbus. I took that with me, um, and then that's, that's it. That's, like, all I had. And I showed up, and I was in left <laughs> field. And it wasn't – it was weird, like even throwing a baseball just to sort of cut off man. It just I was like, don't airmail him, don't air like everything you did, uh, you thought about. It, it was so nerve wracking, and then you get to to the plate, and I I go back and look at video now, and I'm like, why am I swinging at those pitches? But they all looked like they were such good pitches, <laughs> so. It's just—it was nerve-wracking. Um, I had a blast. It was probably the funnest, 0 for 3, of three strikeouts I've ever had in my life. <laughs> well, dude, oh, three, I mean, three, you three
1: get
2: case. you get called up, you're already nervous, and then you don't have your stuff, your game stuff. So yeah. you're, there's a comfort that, level to that. It, there's a huge comfort level to that. I mean, cleats, your glove. Yeah.
3: That's
2: like the that's like a, a baseball player's baby. You don't have your glove. So like I that's all too common of a story byron buxton i remember he got called up same thing had nothing he actually wore a pair of my cleats in his debut and i told him give me those i'm about to hold those and sell them on ebay later in my life <laughs> but uh yeah going 0 for three i mean did you have did you have your bats Did they have bats from spring training for you like what, what was that about
3: so i had i had one bat and it wasn't the bat that i had been using down in columbus <laughs> So, oh, yeah.
0: What 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 was the fourth at bat? I mean, I got hit. A-
3: oh, well, I couldn't. They kept throwing me a uh, a lot of off speed, like a lot of like uh, sliders. I just kept <laughs> swinging at all of them. So in my fourth at bat, this reliever tried throwing me a first pitch slider, and he drilled me, and I scored a run. <laughs> I scored there a run. Go. I can say I scored a yes. run.
0: When you get hit, is that like a relief? Like, all right, this is better than striking out.
3: Whatever. No, I, When I got hit, um, McCann was behind the plate, uh, James McCann. And he was like, hey you good? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. What a debut though, huh? And then he started laughing. <laughs> That's just a good time, man.
2: Hey, man, after three strikeouts, you're down, I'm down to get hit by an off-speed pitch.
3: Oh, yeah. I was like, hell yeah. I, hit, I touched first base. <laughs> I, did,
1: I did it. I I mean, like
0: a week, a week later you get moved to the two hole and you never left that spot. Did you, did you like being, you know, early in the game? And uh, were you surprised by the move up so quick?
3: No. um, It was, um, it was surprising at first. And then I kind of just saw in the direction they were heading and that's when I was like, okay, well, you know, I might have a chance of sticking here for the rest of the year. Um, And I think um, the fact that I knew that at the beginning i I probably knew I was going to go down and that allowed me to play with uh, less pressure. Cause I'm like, no matter what I do, I'm probably going to go. So to me, it was like, you don't have to go out there and, and, you know, impress anyone or, you know, try to win over a job, like just go out there and have fun, enjoy it. And like, you can finally say, you know, you played in the big leagues. And um, I kept telling myself that and I think that really allowed me to calm down. Cause I was like, even if this, I even told myself, I was like, even if, you know, some reason something happens and this is the last time you're ever in the big leagues, like at least you got the chance to say you made it up there. And I think that really put my mind and at, at ease and just allow me to go out there and play. And, dude, I mean, part, part of the reason
1: you're in that two-hole that, again, I figured out during that first Yankee series is you're an athlete, man. Um Like, and, you know, there's, there's the old athlete stigma that Trevor Plouffe shows, you know, that baseball players aren't athletes. But, man, when you're talking about that Indians lineup and, like, you know, we already did the whole thing, Lindor, J-Ram, obviously. But, dude, when you were in there and your end-of-season stats, I mean, 15 homers, 15 steals, uh, you got the long strides. Like, I remember you going first to third, and it's like, dude, this guy is a problem just like the other guys, but he hits you on different levels do you kind of, do you take pride in trying to be five tools or ev- even, looking at the year end stats? I mean, 15 home runs, 15 steals. Do you say, okay, next year, let's go 25, 25, 30, 30. Like yes. what, what, what's your headspace with that? <laughs> 30, 30, um, baby. You know, Come on.
3: <laughs> no, definitely. Um, especially just, um, knowing, you know, what I was able to do last year and then you always want to improve off of it. And I set goals for myself. Um, I always tell myself as long as you do better than the year before, or even stick around the same level, like if you did good and then you stick around the same level where you've been improved then you're fine. And I just told myself always that, like, I'm not going to try to put unrealistic goals for myself. I know myself as a player, I just think unrealistic goals um, and expectations can lead to a lot of stress. So I try to put, um, you know, realistic things that I can do and, um, you know if I surpass them then I'm happy and if I do them then I'm still happy like it's just one of those things where I try to put myself in a win-win situation
1: smart
2: I mean what is all these young guys are so smart these days it's incredible (laughs) like that's such a good attitude to have we have you we had Cole Tucker on we have Jay Flair on all the time you guys are the the up-and-comers the guy I mean and you guys just speak like you're veterans, and I love it. I, I think that goes to show that you have had some people in front of you showing you the ropes right there because yeah. your mindset is perfect, man. Thank you. That's
3: good. That's good.
0: We talked about, you know, your debut. You go for 3 You have a 5-for-5 five five game like a month later. Let's talk about that. That sounds more, <laughs> more like a f- more fun conversation <laughs> for you. Uh-huh. What, what's it feel stepping in like that fifth at bat? Did you, did, were you craving the 5-for-5 five five there?
3: Um. I actually have been struggling a little bit the last like week or so. And for that game, Santana's locker was next to mine. He called me over and then he was, I like, was wrong. And I was like, I feel like I'm, I don't know. Like, I, I think I went in the cage at hand. I wasn't happy with how my swing felt. So I was like in my locker, just kind of, he could tell that I was like anxious and called me over and talked to me for a little bit. And then I went up to the plate. We're facing uh, Jordan Montgomery. And, he got me down 0-2, and in my head, I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. It was my first at-bat, and then he threw, like, a cutter in, and I barreled it straight to left for a hit, and I got to first, and it was just, like, so much weight came off of my shoulders, and I was like, okay, well, I already have a hit today, and I'm, in, I'm at peace <laughs> and stuff, and then they just kind of like, they just kind of kept coming. It was one of those days where no matter what, what pitch you were swinging at, you know, you were barreling it up, and – Balls are dropping, so thankfully I was able. I'm I'm honestly convinced that if I would have had ten at bats that game, I would have probably had ten hits. For the sole for the sole yeah. fact that it was just one of those days. There's other days where you can have ten at bats, you're probably gonna go over ten. yes it doesn't matter. I just think that's how baseball works. Sometimes it's kind of crazy.
2: Isn't it the best getting a hit in your first at bat? Just like yeah. Hey, whatever happens after that, I'm good, man.
3: The best – see, I have, there's – so the best things are getting a hit your first at-bat and then getting a hit when you're 0 for 3 and yeah. you go up your fourth at-bat. Day saver. Yep.
2: That's but true. That does feel that, anything, that does feel better.
3: If Tell me, tell me how much – how much better it feels to be 0 for 4 and then get a hit and go 1 for 5 than to be 1 for 1 and then end up 1 for 5. That's
2: very true. That's very true. You always want to start 1 for 1 because it takes the pressure off. But the feeling of saving your day in that last at bat, there's nothing like it. There's nothing
3: like it. You go home 0 for 5, that's a tough night to sleep on.
2: It is. 1 for 5, you feel like a king.
3: Oh, yeah. If you've got the
2: last – the hit and the last at bat, for sure. Exactly that's a weird mental thing. I don't know know. if you guys kind of get that, but that's a baseball player thing that is,
0: well, you always want to hit your last shot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's more than that. Like you're like, Hey, I'm taking this into tomorrow. Yeah. You know, but if you go the other way, you get to hit your first at bat, then you, the next three at bats, you strike out, you're like, oof. you know, I'm going into tomorrow. Oh, for three, whatever. But uh, there's that mental thing, man.
3: That last at bat of the day is always the most important (laughs) one.
2: (laughs) That's funny.
1: No, that's, uh, yeah, our me and Jimmy's level of baseball, those those feelings left a long time ago. But, no, I mean, when, when Oscar was talking about making that throw across the diamond, man, when you're not feeling that throw, you're having a bad day. Um, and uh, opposite end of the spectrum, you get that first hit, you're like, yeah, let's put a next one in the gap, yep. baby. Let's make a day out of it. Um, oh, man. And I, I kind of want to jump back to 2017, uh, Oscar, because you play in the World Baseball Classic, which, um, for the Colombian team, uh, you're Colombian, you, you live there till age seven. I'm, I'm going off Wikipedia. So you, yeah, yeah, like seven, it, right?
3: eight years old. Um,
1: okay. So I, I want to know a little bit, a, um, you know, how do you still stay close to Colombia? I mean, if, if they've got like a big soccer game, are you chirping in everybody's ear and then like world baseball classic, like, how was that, man? I, uh, I know I know. Trevor played in some USA stuff when he was younger, but I, I can't imagine that feeling, man. I mean, there's got to be such, like, pride and just everything going on.
3: Yeah. Um, it was actually really fun, so fun. Um, I had just played in high A. We have, like, no fans ever in Florida State League. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> it, it was horrible. So, being able to play in that environment, I was like, wow. this. I've never played in anything before. Like, I hadn't even gone to double A, so I had never even – had the chance to play in front of crowds like that, much less, I mean, that was, that was like ridiculous, especially against the DR in the U S the, the, division yeah. we were in. I mean, I, 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 I sat the bench against those guys and I was still having a blast. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> um, but it was, to me, it was, um, it was special just being, my family was there, uh, being able to share that with everyone. Um, I had a chance to, um, be around a lot of guys that are now succeeding uh, very well in, at the big leagues and learn from them. And um, I even got – I mean, getting in the game was was awesome. It was, like, my first ever time uh, I got in that bat. It was, like, my first time ever just feeling, like, complete nervousness just throughout your whole body. You're like, what is going <laughs> on right now? Because you've never had in that bat of that capacity. So, um, yeah, it was probably one of the coolest things. Um, I still – I. I go back to Colombia like every year for the holidays. So I nice. still have those roots um, deep within me. And um, my family, my mom, my dad, they make sure that that culture never leaves us. Um, we talk in Spanish at the house and just being able to um, share a lot of um, my experiences with my family back home um, in Colombia because they don't, we don't really have a ton of baseball players in my family. I mean, I'm the only one, but, um, so it's been growing up, you know, rooting for soccer and we, we still do, but, um, it gives them a chance to kind of root from more like emotional standpoint. And, um, but yeah, no, still soccer family. My parents and my brother have gone to the last two world cups in Brazil and in Russia. Um, and they just, they enjoy it. I remember I was playing in, uh, in Iowa when Columbia was playing England and like to advance to the next or I think it was to advance to the either quarterfinals or semifinals. And I was like edge of my seat watching. There was a rain delay, probably the best rain delay ever because it allowed me to go back inside and watch the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's all. Well, you, uh, you said, you know, just speaking Spanish and all you were, you were miked up for ESPN, hit a home run and your big yell was in Spanish. Like, so that's the go-to. And then, I don't know if you heard this, A-Rod attempted to translate
3: it. Oh, yeah. I, I heard that afterwards.
0: <laughs> Did he get it right? Do you remember being like? um,
3: It was just more of like a thing that I do where I talk to myself. I completely forgot I was mic'd up. And even after someone was like, you knew you were mic'd up. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, now I remember. But at the time, like, <laughs> the first, I hit a home run like that. The first thing going through my mind is like, be careful what you say. You know, you're mic'd up. And it just kind of no. came out. And I thought, I thought they were going to run it by me, but no. They
0: just it. <laughs> you yeah. didn't say anything bad though. It was just no, funny that say A-Rod any, was no, like, I didn't
3: say anything bad, let be
0: try and translate.
3: Yeah. I didn't say anything bad, but I feel like I've always been like kind of quiet. So people were probably like, Whoa.
0: <laughs> if you're yelling though, in excitement, it's in Spanish usually.
3: Yeah. It kind of, it came out in Spanish. I think it just you black out and it just comes out.
0: <laughs> awesome. And nowadays everyone just yells, let's go. But yeah. Uh, I got I got a weird I got a weird question. Here we okay. Go. Let's get a little Finally. weird. I was going to
2: say, you know, you're talking about soccer and I see you running around the baseball field and I'm like, you, you look like you could be an awesome soccer player. Yeah. Then I look at I look at your height and weight, you're 6'2, 197 on baseball reference. That's too big to be a soccer player, right? <laughs> Those guys aren't that big,
3: are they? No, they're not that big.
2: Okay. So, here's my weird question. As an outfielder now, center fielder, you still kind of want to be able to run around the diamond. Where are you at with your weight are you like at the ideal weight do you want to gain weight do you want yeah. to lose weight no like I, how do you balance that
3: I'm actually at a I feel like I'm at the right spot where I want to be um as long as I'm able to you know keep my legs moving and not lose a step and I'll be all right um are I'm you at 200 moving. right now no I'm like right under it I've kind of hovered right around that that weight um I try not to get um uh, if anything I getting right at it would probably be my limit 205 maybe I just the last thing I want to do is lose a step because I know I'm never going to be huge um I'm always going to be a lean guy and I know I can um manufacture strength and power at the plate already so I don't really feel the need to go out and gain a ton of weight and um not be able to move like I I want to stay flexible and be able to um you know run balls down and running I feel like it's the biggest part of my game so yeah I want to maintain t- stay, stay lean and um flexible
2: when you're when when we are interviewing a 30 year old Oscar Mercado and you're a power hitting left fielder yeah. I'm gonna go back to this clip when you're when you're pushing 225 and hitting 40 <laughs> tanks a year I'm bringing you back to this
3: clip I'm gonna I'm blame it on the age though <laughs>
0: You're, you're in center field when Bauer throws that ball over the sun oh ball last year. <laughs> I, know, I was I went That's on his hilarious. podcast, and I talked with him about the play, uh, you know, at length and stuff. And he told me, because earlier in the inning, there was a ball lost in the sun uh, in center field. And he told me the first moment he had where he was like, oh, shit, was he didn't want you to think yeah. it was targeted at you in any way. But what's what's did you see it? Because in the video, it doesn't even seem like you know he threw it. Well, I knew what were, what was that like?
3: I knew they were taking him out. I saw Tito walk out, and I'm like, all right, they're taking him out. So I turned around, and I was looking at the scoreboard, and then um, as I'm looking at the scoreboard, I just hear like a loud <laughs> thump, and I was like, what the? <laughs> and then the fans, are, I looked over at a fan. The fan looks over at me, and then I was like did that fan just throw the ball against that batter's eye? And then I was like, no, I don't. Why would he ask for a ball and then throw it against the batter's eye? And then I looked over at Greg Allen and his <laughs> not his glove is like over his ball covering it. <laughs> I was like, yo, what just happened? And then he goes, he just chucked that ball. And I was like, no way. And then I turned around and everyone's kind of like, what? So yeah, it was but no, he, he came up the first thing he did when he got in the when I got in the dugout was he came up and apologized. He was on that. I, I wasn't trying to show you up at all and I was like, it's okay. I didn't I didn't think he was. Especially because that ball was in like I tried catching that ball, it was in the sun forever. I was like, I don't even know where this ball is anymore.
0: That's the scariest feeling. But yeah, it was funny because he he you know, with fans were giving him shit like showing up his players or being mad at Tito because he was being taken out of the game. But really, it was just like frustration at yeah, it was so just, much that happened,
3: and that's what he said. It was just out of frustration, like, right? and he's a super competitive guy, and just it just kind of happened. I mean, you lo- you look back at it now, and you just laugh about it.
2: Yeah, it's the one yeah, of the funniest things that happened yeah. in baseball. <laughs>
1: God. My God, what's um, what's I I think you mentioned before you you're with you got some siblings, and I think you're at the you're the folks' house. Are are the Mercados a competitive bunch? Has game night gotten ugly? Like, what what's been going on in quarantine at the Mercados?
3: Um, I have a twin sister, and she's like really smart, but she's like not competitive at all. <laughs> and um, my brother is competitive, like really competitive. He's actually gotten a lot um, into golfing, and um, we play video games together. So okay. um, he's he's competitive. He just But I think from a competitive standpoint, I'm probably the the biggest competitor. I always want to put at least a dollar on it just so (laughs) with some sort of incentive. Yeah. I feel like when you're losing something, it could be a quarter, but when you know you're losing something, like you don't it just drives you even more.
1: That's
2: funny, man. I feel like I'm the same way. I like I'm a I'm a big wager guy. I always tell myself, oh, you're not that competitive, but then anything. That can be competitive. I want to yeah. make it competitive, but yeah. that's just kind of the nature of the beast, I guess.
3: Yeah, that's how it's. That's how I. That's how I view things. Except <laughs> in Call of Duty, when I just tell myself like I can't let any of these other guys sitting by on a screen beat me, but they always do. <laughs> yeah,
1: they uh, they have different skill sets, um, and yeah. they probably aren't as fast as you. So don't, <laughs> don't take it too personally. <laughs>
2: What have you been? What have you been hearing around the league? I know that we're in these talks right now, and we're having meetings a lot. And I yeah. talked to a ton of guys. What's your feeling on the season happening right now? Just uh, I mean, you don't have to give any specifics, obviously, but what's the percentage that you feel like we're going to get some games in this year?
3: I think it'll happen. Like I'm almost at like 100 percent sure it'll happen for the sole fact that I don't. I just don't see how you can go on such a long hiatus and not play the game, especially if other sports start back up. Um, yeah. I've obviously been following like basketball starting back up or like the NHL just made an announcement. They start back up. They're only doing playoffs um, or like that playoff format. But I just think that it would not be good for the game to not play. And both sides know that. So I think both sides, um, I think something's going to get done. And that's just my feeling. I'm not going from, you know, from what I've been hearing or anything. It's just me personally knowing that, it can't can't be good for the game to to not to not happen. So I I think I I'm almost I'm pretty confident it'll happen, and I don't know when that's going to be. I don't know how many games it's going to be. Yeah, um, don't really have any details, but uh, you know I think there's going to be baseball in twenty twenty.
2: We we've been flip flopping oh, so. a lot. We're, let's let's just do our percentages, all of us, right now, <laughs> on the day. No, I'm high now, Trev. I'm like sixty. You're sixty percent now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Oscar, you're at hundred percent. You want to even like, yeah, 90, ninety. You're on ninety yeah. percent. Jim, you're at sixty percent, which is high for you.
3: Yep,
0: yep. I've Jackie? been flip flopping.
1: Give me a yeah, a, a eighty. I've been I've been sitting, wow. sitting at mostly eighty. <laughs> but those Trev's been at
2: like zero. I've been I did get a text yesterday that made me a little bit more positive about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm. Above fifty
0: percent. I'm like at oh, a 50, okay. 55%. percent. will take that. Which is good. That's awesome. That's a win. BBD. If we have to round everything, we're all yeses, So that's yeah.
3: What made you guys be down on it?
1: Just the roller just, coaster
0: ride, man. It's a roller coaster. You My know. emotions are too too in the breeze. It's more <laughs> a me thing, I think. It's the yeah. finan-
2: the financials are obviously what are holding us up. We can kind of sugarcoat it in any way we want to, but that's the, the case. And yeah. You know, it's, it really seemed for a while like the owners were going to dig in. And uh, I think – this is just my opinion. You know, I don't want to put you on the spot here. But th- my my feelings on this situation are that the owners, the more and more they dig in, the more and more they realize, like, two years of no baseball is detrimental to the sport. So, like, you're saying you got to get baseball back. You yeah, can't let you something it. like this ruin a game yeah. for the rest of – you know, are the kids, the young kids, that generation? Like, we can't let that happen.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, from just um, from a fan standpoint, and just going into like the next generation of kids and stuff. You know, if you're a kid growing up and you don't see the game, something going on for you're going to lose interest in it. You know, yes. it's, yep. like it's like any, it's like if if I go two years without doing something, then I'm probably gonna lose interest in it and i think it's something that sucks and i don't i just don't think it'll be good at all for anyone that's why i'm a big believer but yeah so much that's
2: we need to see oscar Mercado flying around the outfield you know running down balls hitting homers that's what people want to see throwing out slow white Sox runners (laughs) Who who is the runner i want to know that
3: um i could find out slow slow white White socks runner might have been eloy
0: is he slow no, there was one that wasn't and then there was one that You was. robbed Eloy. I saw that highlight. Um Do you rather throw a guy out or rob a home run? Classic. Classic baseball question.
3: They're both saving runs. Honestly, I would probably have to say uh robbing a home run. Yeah. Those are yeah. sick.
2: That's that's a soul <laughs> stealer right there, man. You get uh, someone that picks you off, you are yeah that, it hurts. I've been robbed? Yes. I've,
3: I mean I I think we all, I think if you played baseball for a good amount of time you're going to get robbed.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> well, I think I it was I, I think Lorenzo Kane I think Lorenzo Kane robbed me. It's and the I, I love watching him play because so Oscar you watch him play center field He's smooth. He's like Buxton. Everything looks great. Lorenzo doesn't look that way to me. He looks a little clunky out there running around, but he still gets the job done. It catches everything. He catches (laughs) it. Dude, playing against the Royals in 2014 and 15, had Alex Gordon, uh, Lorenzo Kane, and had Dyson roaming around out there late in the games. Nothing fell. No. It was like you did not, you didn't even want to put the ball in the air because you're playing in Kansas City. It's not going anywhere. And if it, was in the gap they're just getting to it anyway, so it was yeah. uh those guys those guys hurt me a lot
3: man it was like um, they had Gore and Hamilton oh this past God. year <laughs> one time they, one game they were both out there together, and I'm not kidding i there was two balls I had in a gap that you know you hit a ball and you're like, yes, yes both times I was like what the, where did they come from
2: <laughs> that's a horrible feeling man it's
3: the worst, but yeah it's um
0: yeah, they were those guys were incredible back in, in fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. What well, I think I have it here. Let's see. Can I do the? Oh, BBD. I was going to try and share my screen, but I can't. But it's Castillo.
3: Oh, Wellington
2: Castillo. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a bigger boy. Yeah.
0: He's just like dead. <laughs> <Got him. Test laughs> I wish I could show it. Oh wait wait here here we go oh no, I don't know. Uh-oh. You're the 510220. Yeah. Bam. Can you guys see this? Yes.
1: Here we go. Look at this.
0: Look at this nonsense. <laughs> it's like shallow. He was on second.
1: <laughs> oh no.
0: Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to talk to him in the third base coach and be like, "What was your report?"
3: It's 6 to 1, I think. I oh, think they were that's trying a they were trying to give uh my boy an RBI over there.
2: Exactly, dude. <laughs> if you're the hitter, you're like, all right,
3: Wellington, I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Appreciate you. Get
1: that's get funny. a good bounce and that's an RBI easy. Uh, <laughs> damn, that's a, when we were just running through all those outfielders, I was wondering who uh when when you were younger and you're coming up or even as a kid, like who are your guys that you either modeled your game after or that you just loved watching play.
3: So my favorite player growing up was a Rod.
1: Okay,
3: and Jeter, um, I liked a lot, but um, yeah, huge Jeter guy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yes. Jeter Day. I think those are because I was a huge Yankee fan, so I grew up idolizing those guys. But there were so many good players: um, Manny Ramirez, um, Pools.
0: <sighs> wow. growing, growing up, a Yankee fan. Was it like double exciting then when you popped that homer off CC at Yankee Stadium? Oh yeah, that was
3: awesome. That's awesome, and I don't hit double homers either. So that's a big
0: name, and and at Yankee Stadium, that's pretty cool.
3: Yeah, no, it was um, it was awesome to be able to do that. Um, I grew up watching him all the time. He was so nasty yeah. um, when he was with the Indians and like the Brewers and like his first like five six years with the Yankees. He was unbelievable.
0: His first couple of years with the Yankees are, and that Brewers stretch. I was, it was first, you know, people. Th- those first couple of years, like oh nine, ten, and eleven, is just like a, the truest ace. Yeah. I don't know if the ERA represents it in the same way as Degrom and Cole right now, but I mean, he was a workhorse and yeah. just won games like nuts. It was it was crazy. One did game. You get C-
1: What's Trev, up? Did you Trev- get C- did did Plouffe get CC? I pumped him. He's on the list. You both got big C, huh?
2: Yeah, he, let's see. He's, I don't have good stats against him. Um, my kryptonite, one of my one of many kryptonite <laughs> pitches for me was that backdoor curveball he'll throw and he just flips it up there and I can't pull the trigger on So I was down in the count against him all the time. Yeah. But I, I think <laughs> I pumped, I think I ambushed and I pumped like an o oh heater. Nice. So. Proud of you. Good stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Here you go. <laughs> Sorry, CC. 250 250 batting average, and you got a, you got 10 strikeouts, one home run. So I don't think CC minds.
2: Yeah, he struck me <laughs> out a ton. And and like I'm a good hitter against left handers. He just had my number,
3: man. But I wouldn't say 250 against someone like getting owned by them.
2: Yeah, but I'd struck out how many at bats, Jim? Maybe like 20 at bats, probably struck out half of them. So he, he owned me.
0: 28 at bats, 10 strikeouts. Okay. All right. Seven hits. All That's right. A
3: clip. I'll play. Only
0: one extra, only one extra base hit. But you're right; it was a uh, first pitch fastball.
3: Wow! Yep, you brought that out quickly.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs>
2: weird. I remember that because I hit so many of them. It's like I yeah, barely remember yeah. anyway. any detail yeah. about them. There's so many. Man.
0: Hey, it <laughs> took the lead in the game. So in the fifth inning. So it was I, a nice. You home. know what? I have a story about that. Do people care? I don't know. I'm going to
2: tell it anyway. <laughs>
0: Alright. Actually care. it it made just it a one nothing
2: game. Just
0: keep it two tight. nothing game. I was What's sick that story? game.
2: Okay. And I puked right before that at bat. I was wow. in the dugout in the bathroom and I puked and I was like, it's shit, I got I got a hit. And went up there, everyone was like, You alright? And I was like, Yeah, whatever. And I just went and I think that's probably why I was like ready to ambush. I just wanted to get the hell out of the batter's box. <laughs> He's like, if I
3: stand in here too much longer, my bad thing yeah. might happen.
2: <laughs> and I pumped him. So that's my uh, my flu game story. Thank you for listening.
0: Now now I'm going to bring up the video of the home run oh, and see man. if you look just like you just puked. But in the meantime, yeah, Oscar, can you paint a picture for our Indians fans listening of like a, a team plane ride? Like who who became your plane buddy uh, during the season?
1: Who's the crazy guy? Who's gambling? What's going on?
3: Um, I kind of, so I always sat kind of in the middle of my, my row and then Luplo was behind me. Me and luplo would talk a lot. Um, a lot of the pitchers like to play cards. Um, and Latin guys, like Lindor, um, Milk, we sit way in the back, listen to music.
2: I was going to say, pumping music loud yeah. as can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: That's awesome. They were fun, though. They were fun. The bus rides after we would land were fun, too. So oh, when we get on the mic. Who was
2: D- yeah, DJ? On the mic? Yeah.
3: Or, when and on
2: the, on the bus, on the bus,
3: on the on the bus, um, Ecky would always get on the mic.
2: There's always somebody that's on the yeah. mic.
3: He got on the <laughs> mic and he would bring people up, and he would be in charge of that.
2: I'm sure you had to get up there and tell a story or do I something. Had t- I did had you have to sing? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
3: What did you okay. sing? Um, I forgot the name of the song. Friends in friends um, in low places low places yeah.
2: yeah that's a good song to sing yeah
1: it's a good rook song, a good rook song. <laughs> i forgot about fran mill man that guy i saw him at a Rockies padres game and he's the only human i've seen on a baseball field that was similar to aaron judge's size that guy is like different thick
3: yeah he's huge <laughs> like, like he's whoa. so big yeah,
1: <laughs> that's my official question. Is <laughs> Fran Milreas is different? Thick,
3: yeah, he's huge.
1: It's crazy. you would still digging, John Boy?
0: Yeah, I can't find Damn. It's from 2013, long Clubs time ago. 20. I'm old. I'm I guess, old, fi-
1: I guess, final question Have you looked at any of the old videos of like LeBron throwing the first pitch to CeCe and been like, Yo, bron come back home again? I'm here. <laughs>
3: No, I actually have never seen – I saw – wait, I, I did see LeBron throw out a first pitch, but I didn't know it was um, – I didn't know CC caught it. Or has LeBron – I'm sure LeBron's thrown multiple first pitches at Progressive. Oh, I'm sure he had an open invite. Yeah. <laughs> <got> through, man. <laughs> um, but, no, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I just – I always see video of them when they're in the World Series and LeBron yeah. going crazy in the suite.
2: Even though he's a Yankees fan.
3: You know he said. nah, yeah, I will say that LeBron's just, I don't know. He loves the Cowboys, but don't know why he likes the Cowboys, but likes the Cowboys.
2: Everybody has that friend, they love the Cowboys, they love the Yankees, and they love like the Celtics the Lakers. or the Lakers. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yankees Packers is a combo. Yankees pa- yeah. yeah. That's a weird one. All right, here we go. Let's watch uh and then we'll let you go. Oh, Let's see Puke can face end on this. <laughs> Puke, face. Puke face ploof. <laughs> taking cc deep so you just puked that's what you're saying yes i did let's see 91 God, right down the middle right wow pipe. thank you cc thank
2: you oh, brett oscar I probably would have robbed oscar that one that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah i'm, I'm impressed that. That, it's hard to get one out of there sometimes thank yeah you. look how
2: sick you look thank
3: you i, I look like sickly s- there i do yeah,
2: yeah get yeah, me yeah, off yeah. the screen
0: I'm, look at like a slow this, slow mo of you running sick this Oh no! <laughs> I look a little sweaty there, a little
3: clammy. Yeah, you do look like you do look like you just spent some time uh <laughs> letting, letting some throw up go there.
2: Cece looks thin right here. It's a thin yeah.
0: Cece. I think. Well, he he got really thin one year, and then he lost all his velocity, and he said, "Yes." And he, his uh what's his saying? Like more mass equals gas. Mass equals gas. That's what Cece. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. <laughs> they tried to get him to be skinny for, like, years, and he finally did it, and then he was, couldn't throw fast, so then he told all the Yankees, like, shut up, let me eat whatever I want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you're CC, you can do that. Uh, yeah. Well, shoot, Oscar, this was awesome, man. Um, do we need – where we find you on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch? You getting the COD games up on Twitch yet or what?
3: No, I, I got to get – well, listen – I feel like I'm at the level where me and my other buddy we can get, but there's a couple other guys in our in our squad that we're still waiting to for them to elevate their game up a little okay. bit. But okay. they're getting there. They're getting there. So I got you.
0: What's the uh, what are the Instagram Twitter plugs? We we'll get go send everyone your way.
3: Um, Osmer, because um, I just had to get on it's Osmur like twenty one f- on Instagram, and then go. Th- Ask underscore Mer on twitter
0: just send all those skip bayless takes his way <laughs> yep. yeah no,
2: no, no. all the skip bayless videos go straight to oscar yeah try, oh, well.
3: try thanks, not to man. send try not to send too many you'll ruin my day <laughs> <laughs>
0: a good one. uh thanks for joining man this was a lot of fun yeah thanks
3: for having me guys I had a blast no problem. dude awesome good luck this year bro Thank you. Sorry appreciate about,
1: it. Sorry about the ploof highlights. We don't normally do
3: that. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed those. I remember he used to, I grew up and he was, bang, he was banging. He was,
2: Thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Look at me. <laughs> I appreciate that.
3: Yeah, for sure. All right, man. All right. See, you. see ya.
0: And there you have it. Oscar Mercado. Uh, uh, yeah. We really appreciate him coming on. Go follow him, blow him up. Tell him you liked enjoying his story. Indians fans, you're welcome. Yeah. Got got some Puig stories. Puig just knocking the ball out of his arm when he's trying to throw <laughs> it back in and asking why and Puig going, "Uh-huh." <laughs> that's who he is. Like that's that's who Puig is and I'm yeah. glad that the stories match up. My uh, favorite
2: story he told was his debut and how he had zero equipment for it. And I think that doesn't get talked about enough. Guys fans are like this guy came up he's ready for the show it's so freaking awesome and then in reality it's like you scrambled to get up here you're probably on a plane the entire day you know taking taxis doing whatever you have to do to get to the field and then you don't even have your own gear like think about that dude it's a joke he used somebody else's bat or a bat that he had that was old somebody else's cleats that's funny to me but it it's, uh,
0: it's something I never even think about. And like comfort goes a long way when you're in, put in like probably the more, most nervous situation you're going to be put in. You don't even have the comfort of your own shoes. Nothing.
1: God. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah.
0: I, I did talk about Buxton
2: wearing my cleats uh, when he debuted. I got them authenticated because yes. I was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them to him. I'm going to give them to him, whatever. And then at the end of the year, uh, we would always send a big box of stuff to like the Dominican. Like, like you know, whatever we didn't use, extra stuff, and I put those cleats in there. So some some kid wow. in the DR is rocking Byron Buxton's debut cleats.
1: That's wild. <laughs> Which it's is I, I think is
0: actually awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sold them and they bought uh, a new house.
1: I, uh, <laughs> I I really liked, and again, I know nobody actually cares about our baseball perspective, but man the emotions of baseball transfer from when you're 10, 15, 24, 34. Because uh, as I said in there, and you guys were talking about when you're hitting, you get that first hit for the day. It's like you get a little loosey-goosey in the shoulders. Let's see that next at-bat. Let's make a day. You talked about saving it on the back end. Uh, one for four is so much better than an 0 for four. And uh, I, I don't know. The other thing that was going through on my mind when he was talking about shortstop and it was, that conversation was, A, great, that that coach was telling him, like, hey, don't worry what about it. That? You can play. Did you,
0: did you see his numbers in triple? Oh, and, yeah.
1: He, in... he booted a couple. He booted a couple. They were <laughs> Jeter-esque, jeeter, if you will. Four,
0: 45 errors in one I wanted them. to go into
2: that. You know, I wish we could have went into it a little bit more, but people need to know these minor league fields suck. Okay? So, I think yeah. a lot that, – that has well, something to do with it, too.
1: Well, I think what was interesting – he's mentioned it was mostly the throw for him, which, uh, again, I – I think a lot of people know that feeling if you've been on like more so the left side of the infield, but if you throw one away and that next time you got to make a throw, I mean, (laughs) you're swimming in your own head a little bit. Like I, I know for me, it wasn't at the same level, but I like playing a little third base and man, when that throw leaves you, you're on an island. Trevor, I'll let you comment on it more than myself
2: yeah yeah I did it at the big league level. That's the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in my life was play shortstop the way that I did so i I know <laughs> where he's coming from um It's not a good feeling you're right most embarrassing
1: you gotta have something better than that. Come on
2: uh, air mailing balls into the stands on a routine ground ball is very
1: embarrassing. oh well. Yeah. so we'll get b b d on the video for that so
2: there's I'm sure there's quite a few. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've collected a few clips in case I need them. <laughs> Thank Brutal. You, BBD. you know what? You and you pandering to our guests. Yes, I kind of love it. I was love wondering it. why you're wearing a Lebron uh, jacket. Should that today be a running bit?
0: Out. Now we just find out like uh, an interest that the guest has, and like then that. make sure that BBD's geared up, <laughs> even if it's something stupid. Like if they're a big AC/DC fan, we just send BBD an ACDC hat. <laughs> I love that. Just constantly. Like BBDs our pander. <laughs> the are pander. The audience would cool. be in on it. You know, we'd be like, you know, the guests would just naturally be like, oh, I like your hat. <laughs> 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 let's wait for that. Got him. Hey, give a me a blue chew, Jim. I yeah.
1: need one. All right. Well, let's wrap up and then tell me how to get one. <laughs>